What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Whatnots Review Show, episode 26, where every week we have a brand new story to talk about, whether it be a comic book or a movie or an anime or a manga or something else. Who knows? We read it, we watch it, we do what we have to do, come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and along with me, I have the best of the Midwest, Melissa Wilkinson. <laughs> yes, that's me. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. How have you been this week? This week has been good. It's nice. a little rainy today, but uh, that's not too bad. So I've, I've, I've been continuing to like rearrange and kind of refurnish my room. Uh-huh. I bought some new shelves yesterday, and I'm thankful I bought them yesterday because I was thinking about waiting and buying mm-hmm. them today, but it's uh-huh. raining outside today, and oh, I don't have a yes. car, and I walked home with those shelves, and I am sore oh. right now, and oh, it's terrible. No. Uh, but that's what a... That's what you have to do when you – it's the store's walking distance, but it's a long walk. Anyways, that's my problems of not having a car. Oh, <laughs> oh well. What have you been up to? Ah, just working, still figuring stuff out here in my apartment. It just You're became also kind of rearranging and refurnishing your new ap- apartment. Yeah, I still have to get all the stuff out of the old place, and I've got, like, today and, like, next Saturday, because I have to be out by the 30th, so... Yeah, after I do this, it's like, okay, roll my sleeves up. Well, the, I have short sleeves on. That's not a literal turn of phrase. It's just, you know, I will metaphorically roll my sleeves up, and then I have to get to work and just haul stuff out of there and, like, yeah. vacuum everything and rent a steam cleaner, so... Uh, I I've been oh, working hard and trying to cleaner. trying <laughs> to find enough times to relax so that I do not collapse into a pile. Yes. Do <laughs> do apartments out there tend to have carpet or hardwood? Um, you mentioned a steam cleaner, so I'm guessing you had carpet in your old apartment. Yeah, both of the my old one and the one I'm in now have both had carpet. Interesting. Some of them, are, like the older ones, I think, have hardwood. Like the older ones okay. and like the closer you sense. get into the city, like I'm out here in the suburbs. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense. Anyways, moving on, because no one wants to hear <laughs> it's, carpet it's in the, tremendously the mundane. apartments. That's, you know, that that's exactly what, ev- what everyone comes here for. <laughs> uh, so next week on Carpet Cast, you'll hear about... Uh... <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, this week... However, we do have a TV show to talk about, a Netflix original. It's a cartoon, uh, pretty much brand new. We Mm -hmm. almost could have done a Reactor Core episode on this show if we had watched it over last weekend. Um, But, uh, yeah, The Dragon Prince. Mm Mm-hmm is what uh, we are bringing to the table this week. I pitched it, uh, and I pitched it because last week, or I, I guess last week as of recording this, uh, I was listening to a podcast where one of the creators, Justin Richmond, mm-hmm. um, it was on the podcast. And I had no idea who he was or why he was there, but he was there. And he was like, yeah, I have this new show coming out and this, this, and that. And... Uh, it's written by some of the same people who did Avatar The Last Airbender, and it's Mm -hmm. kind of this fantasy adventure thing, children's show, and I was like, that's 
pushing all the right buttons. <laughs> I, I like where this is good going. And they watched the tra- the trailer, and I was like, okay, that looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and turns out, so someone I follow on Twitter, uh, like who used to work in the video games industry, if I'm not mistaken, quit their job to go work in oh. some capacity on this show and i i just didn't know it and then once like i was like i should look into the dragon prince thing it like two and two just fit and i was like oh okay i i've i've seen this before i i just didn't realize it uh but you were the one that picked it Mm-hmm. and what made you want to pick this one I know we've done a lot of animated things recently, and we've done some, like, big Netflix things recently, but yes. I love fantasy, and I know you're not a big fantasy guy, so I was excited not to have much. that opportunity to talk to you about it, and I had no idea this thing existed until you told me about it, and I was surprised. Like, I loved Avatar, I loved Korra, and yeah. to have something with such a strong pedigree... I was surprised that I hadn't heard of it before, which is probably my own fault, not like well, I mean, marketing fault or anything. Brand new, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I guess it depends on what you watched on Netflix too, because mm-hmm. they they'll they they have like multiple new shows each week now, mm-hmm. so they'll kind of pitch to you based on what you've watched. Like, hey, maybe you'll like this. Uh, so I mean, I don't know how much children's cartoons you watch on netflix but that could probably fly under the radar for a lot of people uh especially if they have like a a separate account from a kid's account if Mm -hmm. they have kids or something or if you're like me and you watch all sorts of stuff yeah they're like we don't even know what to send this guy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so you were you were interested in the fantasy Mm-hmm. aspects of stuff so i i should clarify i i've mentioned multiple times on this show that i'm not a huge fantasy fan mm-hmm. I, th- I i think it's more like high fantasy like jrr tolkien style okay. fantasy I, I don't like game of thrones i don't really mm-hmm. like lord of the i mean like i like them i know that they're great you know, <laughs> and that it's not like oh i think it's poorly written and there's all these plot holes and blah 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 <laughs> um it's just, yeah, no, it's good. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. I, I would prefer sci-fi or crime shows or something. Um, but yeah, stuff like Avatar The Last Airbender, my favorite. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, like, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, I have all of it on DVD. I still need to get Legend of Korra. But... I'm, I'm also like, well, I have the DVDs of Airbender, and I want the Blu-rays of Korra, so should I just <laughs> upgrade Airbender to Blu-ray? Should I, you know, which I, mm-hmm. I absolutely Big should do. But, but, but then it's also like, well, do I go digital to save space? And then, I don't know. Anyways, I die digress. So when I pitched this show, what were you expecting? Or, or once you had kind of heard, okay, the Dragon Prince, what, what, what was formulating in your mind there? I guess, well, dragons are part of mythology across many parts of the world. Sure. And I think with Avatar having such a strong Asian influence, I was expecting more of that. And this was a little bit more Western influenced, it looked like. It seemed closer yeah. in tone to, like, any other sort of medieval 
fantasy sort of adventure, which mm-hmm. was nice, which is stuff I've enjoyed a lot in the past. So, oh, elves I've... and dragons and yes. I'm I'm I I don't think we've seen one yet, but I'm assuming there's going to be like dwarves <gasps> or, or something down the road. Who knows? Like a gnome, um, a fairy. I love all that stuff. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. So yeah, so you you were thinking a little more of an Asian influence. That makes sense. I, I think even mm-hmm. with the name too. I, I think a yeah. lot of people associate dragons nowadays, besides Game of Thrones, with like Asian cultures. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's interesting. I I, I don't think I jumped straight to asian stuff but yeah once once it was like from the same writers of avatar the last mm-hmm. airbender or from a couple of of them um it, it it instantly to me had this like pedigree of like yes. okay like i i know it's gonna be a like a goofy children's show mm-hmm. but there's probably going to be some kind of underlying like this is actually surprisingly deep, kind of yeah. thing. Like that's what I was expecting because Avatar: The Last Airbender is by far like one of the best shows ever created. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, d- d- doesn't matter that it's a c- it's a cartoon meant for children. It is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Which and they're remaking it on Netflix. I did hear about action. that. That's really interesting, and I'm excited note, for I that. Sc- I screamed no. There's that gif of Michael Scott in, in the office. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, yes. no, no, God, please, no. <laughs> that was my first reaction. But then I heard it's the original creators. Yes. And like, so I'm intrigued now. And the first live action Last Airbender movie was... Don't remind s- me. Like, it was such a disaster on a level of, like, the Star Wars holiday special. Like, I knew nobody's going to risk anything like that anymore. So if they're I doing it again... I saw that movie in fucking theaters. <laughs> <sighs> so I know if they're doing it again, they must be like, okay, we have to do this correctly. So yeah. they would not even be throwing I, the news out there in the world unless they knew they had a very solid game plan. I I want to say that Netflix has learned from Death Note, mm. but apparently they're making a second addition to their their Death Note things. Uh, their f- live, well, I guess they they didn't produce the uh, Full Metal Alchemist one, but they just did a Bleach movie, which I don't I I don't watch. Okay. The anime, um, but they did a live action movie of that, and it looks the exact same. Where it's just like this is going to go really bad, isn't it? <laughs> well, um, you can't get better unless you keep trying it again and again and again. And maybe you'll take a couple fail. You know the, the old thing about Edison making like a thousand light bulbs before he made the yeah, good light well, bulb. It's, at, at least with Bleach, uh, it it was all Japanese made. Mm. It's not like an Americanized version. It's like, hey, this is like, the, it's all in Japanese. It's Japanese actors. It's all, it's the, it's, the, it's, it's like the Japanese level of quality that you would expect from from them. Might not be okay. as good as American stuff that we're used to in Hollywood. It, it's mm-hmm. probably a lot cheesier. Mm. I don't know, because uh, I was super excited about Full Metal 
Alchemist, and that was not a great, great movie. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, back to the Dragon Prince. We are mm-hmm. diving down all sorts of tangents here. Um, yeah, so I, I, I was expecting like a certain level of quality. Mm-hmm. And I don't know yet if we got it. But my kind of main reason for saying that is because this was only nine episodes. Yeah, which is really short. A strange number of episodes to have. Like in normal, like a American television, there's like a thirteen episodes, and then if those thirteen episodes do well, you get the back nine, and then that fills it out to like a more usual twenty-two. But I've never seen anyone start with nine and only do nine in any sort of television type medium before and it did feel like it, it was kind of missing something a little bit at the end like oh oh that's where the season ends okay yeah, yeah. uh which we'll we'll dive into that more down the road but let's let's do a synopsis for yes p- p- people who might not have seen the show before we dive into spoilers and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, you're going to have to help me out with this. So, two, two sides, like there's the elves and the humans, right? Yes. Um, there's kind of this big war, and so they split, and they're, you know, two basically giant countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the human side, it sounds like there's five kingdoms. We only see one. Yeah. Um, but... Basically, there's there's kind of been tensions between the humans and the elves for a long, long time mm-hmm. uh, because the humans stole the last dragon egg and no. said they destroyed it. Right? Yes. They. So the elves have been thinking, oh, the we're, we have this dragon king that's like the figurehead of our country, and the humans in a war destroyed the egg of the dragon king and dragons only lay an egg every thousand years so now there is no gotcha. continuation of our dragon line and that's been a one of the biggest tensions recently in this ongoing war gotcha okay so as as that's been happening for a while uh there's a group of elves moonshadow mm-hmm. elves is i believe what they're called mm-hmm. um that they're kind of like a small a like team of assassins yes and they're coming to get revenge on the king they're coming to murder the king and the prince so that they also have no line of succession um which i i i'm assuming because we've only seen this one kingdom that this is like the head kingdom this is like the kingdom in in charge of like the other four lesser kingdoms i don't know because then it, it was like well why just stop at that one? Why not yeah, send I think... teams to murder all of the kings? <laughs> yeah, it's that... Portalis, I think, is the name of the kingdom. And I think we are or, entirely there. Catalis or Cortalis? Yeah, yeah, I think it's Catalis. Catalis, that's right, because they make the mountain joke. It's the Catalist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so these elves are coming to murder the king and the pr- prince. Um, and one of the elves kind of grows conscious, mm-hmm. c- 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 
conscience. I can never say that word. Um, and that kind of screws things up and things go wrong and things go haywire. And the prince, Ezrin, who's a young, young boy, uh, mm-hmm. has, I guess, an adopted older brother. Yeah, it was is unclear at the beginning. He is the older brother is the king's stepson, and it's not clear until later that the two princes are half brothers and not stepbrothers. So it 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 was the queen's son then. If yes, I'm not mis- is not mistaken. All right, so there's yes. the qu- qu- queen's son from I guess pr- previous mm-hmm. marriage or who knows, um, and then there's like the actual like this is the king and and queen's baby mm-hmm. um and they are basically about to run for their lives but in doing so stumble across what they thought was long gone and destroyed yeah. the last dragon egg yes and so they escape with the egg and the elf that suddenly grew a conscience and they're kind of on this expedition to go return the egg to the elf people and hopefully stop the war mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of it is there anything else there's a little bit of political intrigue going on um yeah. in catalis where the king's advisor uh, is sort of advising the king as is his job about the war strategies and there is conflict between them and the advisor kind of sneaks up higher into power to sort of get things to go his way. Yeah, well, he he's he's looking out for the king, but in his own way. Yes. And then when that goes wrong, he seizes that as an opportunity to climb mm-hmm. the ladder and name himself king. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's some kind of political intrigue going on there as well. Um, what else? What else? What else? I guess that's kind of it without getting too yeah, much into the spoilery the basics stuff. of the thing. Yeah, but there's 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 magic. There's elves. There's giant monsters and creatures and spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, there's knights. Uh, yeah. And something else that's really cool that I, I, again I'm sure we'll get into uh, down down the road here once we get into spoilers. One of the characters is deaf and yeah. speaks in American Sign Language, and it's actually American Sign Language. It's not just like random hand mo- okay. movements that they made. It's actual like you can figure out what they what they say. Um, so that's cool. neat. It's good. It's good representation. And, and if and, and if you've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, it's kind of c- cool to see their formula at work. Because in Avatar: The Last yeah. Airbender, they had a character who was blind, mm-hmm. and that's like one of everyone's favorite characters. Yes. Um, and in this, they have someone who's deaf, uh, which is fantastic. And yeah. she is also a fantastic character in 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 this. Too. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm I'm excited to see if they get a second season and where yeah. this will go because I don't think they've announced yet that it's it's happening. Oh. Uh, hmm. I mean it's still it's still new. It's only been, yeah. been out for like a week or so as of recording this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was neat. So the the, the, the there's lots of really cool things to. Uh, like about this show and check it out 
but we are going to dive into spoilers here in just a sec. Uh, I'm actually going to pull up some housekeeping stuff. I forgot to pull this up earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but housekeeping before we get into spoilers. First things first, uh, we would absolutely love some brand new iTunes reviews. We uh, switched over to some new RSS feeds, so when you go look up um, the, the 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 whatnots on on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, uh, if you, if you find the review show, you'll see that there are no iTunes reviews. Uh, we absolutely mm-hmm. would love some reviews. If you guys have some nice things to say, please help us out and give us a kind review. Uh, it really does help us uh, expose the show to new people, stay up on the ch- charts in iTunes. New and consistent reviews always help. Uh, also, go follow us on YouTube and Twitch. We could absolutely use some help over there as well. I think we're sitting around 20 to 23 followers on each of them. I don't know the exact numbers. We're hoping to get to 25 on both of them, which is not mm. much at all. Uh, so if you listen to this show as a podcast um, and you don't normally listen on YouTube or Twitch, please go subscribe there anyways. If you don't have accounts, which you probably have an account on YouTube and you just don't know, no, no, no it, <laughs> um, go follow us there. The the numbers do actually help Um and yes, I mentioned Twitch. Uh, our Twitch is t- twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Uh, and in fact, you can be watching this show live right now. Uh, we are we are on, on there live and direct. But if you cannot make the live stream, that's A-OK. We put this up on YouTube and as a podcast the following week. Uh, on YouTube, you can just search the whatnots podcast and you will find us right there. Uh, last but not least on housekeeping, the Wolverine Chronicles episodes 1 through 3 are mm. out now on the Iron Forge Films YouTube channel. We will put the link to that in the description of this on YouTube and in the, podca- in the podcast one as well. Uh, but fellow WhatNot member Eric Mannix is starring in the Wolverine Chronicles, they're X-Men fan films, uh, and he is playing Professor X in that, so that should be pretty cool to go see, so go check that out in your spare time. Uh, But that is all the housekeeping I have right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Yeah, new episodes of the captain's log are up every week go check that out too um but yeah let's let's move on to spoilers mm-hmm. uh so i don't have to keep looking at this housekeeping stuff and digging <laughs> around for things to talk about C- cool so if you have not seen the show yet uh we are gonna do spoilers um so you might want to go tune out or pause this go watch the show on netflix it is called the dragon Prince, one season so far, nine mm-hmm. episodes long. You can watch it in an afternoon, and you'll be good to go. Um, yeah. What are you thinking, Melissa? Where do you want to go first? Hmm. What's on wanna, your mind? I want to talk more about that advisor character, because I was really intrigued by him, and unfortunately, okay. like, I missed his name entirely, 
And I, I kept thinking, too. oh, they'll say it again. But then the only people around him who are talking to him are the kids, and they call him Dad. It's like, oh, that's not helpful. His name's Let's not see. Dad. Uh, Dragon <laughs> Prince. I'm using Dr. Inter Internet uh, <laughs> to help us out. I am yeah. DB. This, in some regards, the story, like, it didn't, like, kind of circle back around to things that I thought it might have circled back around to. So I'm like, oh, they'll talk about, you know, We'll learn that guy's name again. I'll, I'll just keep listening for it. No. I waited for, like, you know, five episodes. I'm like, nobody's calling him by his name! I think it's Viren? That no. sounds right. Yes. No? Is... Well, I... yeah, I want to say it's Viren, because it's not Callum, Rayla, Ezra, or Claudia, and then Viren, Soren, and Runon. What? Okay, see full c c cast. Yeah, it has to be Viren. Okay. Because he's the one that's in there the most, and every, everyone else, it's like three episodes, two episodes, so it's, you know, it's not them. Uh, I'm going to go with Viren. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me double check that on the Googles. <laughs> Viren, the dragon prince. Let's see images yeah viren awesome yep confirmed yep. viren i thought was really interesting in that he says it about himself i'm a pragmatist and he really is his mission is always to do right by the entire kingdom as much as he can and he is kind of the villain of the piece but he is not like greedy for greedy's sake he doesn't want power just to be powerful he's like the kingdom needs these things to happen if i put myself in that position of power it will be the easiest to make those things happen and keep people the safest it's so he's... i feel like it's that disguised as what you said it isn't <laughs> if that makes sense uh-huh because yeah he does have that like hatred towards the elves mm -hmm. so he is like yeah we need to keep them safe from the elves and stuff but but it is i mean when you get down to it he's just a racist you know <laughs> so he's he's kind of doing this for himself so that he can seize the power and he can make these decisions and stuff like that um and it's it it's kind of to get back this magical power. If we can defeat mm -hmm. the elves, we can take back what is rightfully ours. Is what he's basically saying. Um, so yeah, I mean yeah, it's it's still but it's still this like we need to keep people safe. <laughs> nudge nudge. Un, un, underlying, he has this like uh, this ulterior motive i felt like yeah he might have been pushing the safety of the kingdom a little bit more when he was still talking to the king but i feel like even when he had that like elf assassin prisoner he was treating him fairly civilly and when he's like the elf isn't eating so he goes to the elf and tries to make him eat and he's like here's fruits from your homeland and it wasn't like sneering villain it was more like exasperated dad like you gotta eat something do you want this? I brought this. How can I make a bargain with you? You have to eat something. I, I think that's out of 
desperation though because yeah. i mean there's the whole like he he's g- gathering all these magical a- artifacts and stuff like that but yet there's a bunch of them that he doesn't understand that he mm-hmm. he did i mean even though he is some kind of like magical warlock mage thing uh there's that like harry potter mirror yes that he doesn't <laughs> understand what it is and he knows that elf might have some kind of magical knowledge uh, that he does not so i i i guess to backtrack just a tiny mm-hmm. bit and explain a little bit of the magic mm-hmm. um there's multiple multiple forms of magic um i guess originally there was like six different like main yes. magic things yeah and then there's... there was a wizard that found a seventh and that's the dark magic oh that's right yes there's like and six that's what elements. humans have yeah yeah and it's and like so all of the natural stuff he's like i don't understand it um and so yeah <laughs> he's like i i'm he's he's wanting to under to understand more of this magic Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knows that Elf is, like, more in, t- in, t- in tuned with that kind of magical stuff. So he's, I feel like he's trying to be nice to him or appear nice to him mm-hmm. so that, again, so he can get what he what he wants. It's not like, hey, I actually care about you and your well-being. And like, yeah, look, it's I not don't, quite like I'm, that. I'm not <laughs> trying to be a bad leader here you know know, it's like hey i'm trying to be nice so you'll get me what i want you know yeah he's not he's not a nice guy but he's a very practical guy like he wants power not so he that he can like revel in it and laugh maniacally he's like that power will be useful and i just like how practical he was about everything like even when he's trying to like rise up the ranks he's not like and now i'm king he's like and now i'm lead protector because i want to protect people like everything he is doing is part of his own personal principles which are his own and don't really make sense to anybody else yeah but they are his own and they are his principles and he's like this is the good thing to do in my eyes as i see it like he's not Like, you can tell he's not really happy about what has to happen with the king. But he's got this certain level of pride in himself because he knows he is doing a good job according to what he thinks the job is that needs to be done. Yeah. Like, I I like that he wasn't... Yeah, and he's not exactly a great guy, but I like that he wasn't just power-hungry and greedy and gloating and maniacal. He's got this level of practicality to them. And this need to, like, at least in some degree, watch out for the kingdom. Yeah. I I think to me, in, in, interesting enough, I think that translated more to a little bit more of an uninteresting character. The, mm. the, 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 the yeah, he's a bad g- 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 guy kind of thing. And he does have these ulterior motives, but he's, like, I never felt like he was sinister. Even though he's like, the princes are dead, don't, you know, <laughs> don't go looking into that because they're mm-hmm. not actually dead. Um, and then like, or if accidents happen out there in the wild, yeah. be sure they do happen. But, you know, accidents happen, you know, um, like, even though he's do- doing stuff like that, I don't 
like I felt like his daughter was much more sinister. I, than oh, he I was. did love his daughter. <laughs> I love that little family. I I I liked her character a lot, mm-hmm. uh, but I I think her sense of humor kind of ruined it for me. So I be, because this is the same writers as Avatar: The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna be making a lot of comparisons to that show. Mm-hmm. She reminds me a lot of Azula, but Azula was so single-minded and so about her business that she didn't have time for that sense of humor and Mm -hmm. to me that's kind of why she was so scary and so menacing is she just has this single thing and nothing can stop her and she's so driven to the point where it's like holy shit like this is actually kind of scary for a children's Mm -hmm. show um, like that, that's actually a good vi- 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 villain, but with uh, Viren's daughter uh, Claudia, was that yes. her name? Yes. Um, I remember it from IMDb that I looked up two minutes ago. <laughs> it's like the one pretty normal human name in the entire series. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she. I. I but I. I, th- I think with them tr- trying to give her this sense of humor and this mm-hmm. kind of comedic relationship between her and her brother, mm-hmm. it kind of makes me lose that sinisterness of like, oh, they're trying to humanize her and make her care for me. Like, I don't like. She seems like the Azula character, but I feel like they're also trying to give me the, the like, option of, oh, this is maybe also Prince Zuko. Hmm. And he, you know, she might turn sides, but then there was, like, two or three other characters that I'm like, well, they might fit the Zuko role, where it's like, <laughs> they're on the bad side, but they're, you, you know, maybe they'll change, <laughs> you know? Um so I, I I just yeah the the comedy there ruined that relationship but even with that I still felt that Viren was not like the main bad guy if that makes sense like he is a bad guy and he will have to be dealt with but I mm-hmm. think the real like the real and the one that's actually chasing them mm-hmm. it, it, you know is Claudia yeah yeah, that makes sense. You know, Viren's more of like the per- he's more of like um, like not like a puppet master. He's the one moving all of the pieces kind of into place and like directing people. Yeah. But Claudia is like the most important threat, like down on the ground. And I think her sense of humor can, in some ways, maybe make her more chilling because she is so like light and kind of breezy and giggly sometimes and to see eventually when that might turn and to have her like be chasing you down throwing dark magic at you and like laughing and like twirling her skirts around or something like that like that seems like it could be really effective if they go with that angle yeah yeah i mean it's it's the like hey you you don't like you can't have like sunshine without the rain type of thing yeah. you know like once 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 you know one thing then the other thing is much more imp- impactful you know mm-hmm. uh, so that might be what they're trying to go for because i we we've seen her be the villain but we haven't really seen her uh like get to a Z- azula status yet and i think mm-hmm. once that happens then it's gonna be like oh 
okay, you know. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, and I liked yeah, her I relationship with her brother. I think because so often you've seen stories kind of like this where it is a villain who is a parent who is kind of pitting their children against each other, who is, like, trying to get them both to, like, win the parents' favor and, like, impress me and, oh, you did, like, a Thanos and, like, Gamora mm. and Nebula sort of thing. Isn't is he what kind maybe... of doing that? Isn't Viren kind of doing that be between them? Because down the road when he sends his son mm -hmm. to go be like, hey, come back with news that the princes are dead. He's like, but they're not dead? He's <laughs> like, well, maybe you should come back with the news that they are dead. He's <laughs> There's that, he... but then he tells his daughter yeah. immediately after that to like, Go follow him. Make sure he does his job. But if something happens to him, too, mm -hmm. you know, get the egg back. Yes. Like, that's all that's all that really matters. Mm -hmm. But he's not making his children be rivals against each other. He He's giving them both this mission that they have to do in this particular circumstance. And, like, he's not happy about it when he has to tell his daughter if yeah you have the choice between saving the dragon egg and saving your brother let your brother die like he says it very seriously he's committed to having to say it but he's not like let your brother die you were always my favorite you're the more powerful one like they're in bad circumstances and he is doing bad things but i could see that in Earlier times, perhaps, oh, this is a well-functioning little family unit that is now in a dark place. Like, they've got a, a basis there of really being a pretty decent family. And I like that. I like that the villain family wasn't dysfunctional. Okay. I, I mentioned the comedy before in relation to... Uh... Claudia and her brother. Again, I don't remember uh, the name. Soren? Soren, yes. I think yes, that's him. That, that sounds right. Um, what did you think of the comedy as a whole in this show? There were, there were a couple jokes I, I really laughed at. Like, um, I wrote this one down. This is in, like, the second to last episode or something like that. Where somebody says, how do you plan for indescribable terrors? I think you need to be able to describe, describe them first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there are a couple like really fantastic witty moments. And a, I think a good portion of the jokes are like they're not corny or anything, but they're just very sort of basic, which isn't anything bad. Like this is like a TV Y7 show. So it's pretty basic. It's pretty elementary jokes because it's for a pretty elementary yeah. audience. Yeah. Um, actually, the comedy was kind of one of the things I had a problem with mm -hmm. in this show. I think it was, I don't know, like, I think they were actually trying to, like, make jokes and write jokes rather than just have kids be k kids and, mm -hmm. like, have them do stupid stuff. Like, it, it, again, going back to Avatar The Last Airbender, like, they get to kiyoshi island and he wants to go like surfing with the you know and like yeah. it's it's not a joke but it's funny to see mm -hmm. him do this stuff where he just wants to be a kid and have fun yeah whereas 
like they're making jokes like it's the Catalis Mountain because <laughs> the kingdom's name Catalis, remember? <laughs> and then the, they're like, well, what about the Cashortis Mountain? <laughs> and that's the exact response, right? It's just <laughs> silence. And it's just like, like I can understand like having a character who makes bad jokes all the mm-hmm. time, but you're doing this with multiple audience members, or not audience, but yeah. like each character had their moment like that. Yeah, which yeah. Sure, let's be honest; it happens to everyone in real mm-hmm. life, you know, where you're like, "I just have this great joke." You say it, and it's like that didn't <laughs> go over well. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but, I, like, I, I felt like they were trying too hard to actually write jokes. I I did kind of get that vibe at some times. And I wonder, like I said, I, I think that's part of making the show appeal to, like, kids. To, like, keep the kids interested. Especially because there I are parts where the show gets darker. Where it gets right, more well, upsetting. I'm... I'm not saying that there shouldn't be jokes mm-hmm. or, you know, like they, they do definitely need to have that because you're right. It's it's a mm-hmm. children's show. So I'm not expecting like top quality <laughs> comedy central Netflix yeah. stand up special <laughs> level j- jokes. Right. Mm-hmm. I like I'm I'm expecting the j- jokes to be d- d- dumb and mm-hmm. silly. But I think there's a difference between like having kids be kids and mm-hmm. having it be something that kid would say naturally and something that an adult is writing to try and sound like a kid and to try and appeal to these kids you know Mm -hmm. um and so like i i think in the first three episodes there's even a like a joke that is a reference to game of thrones if i'm not mistaken i i it, it, it was like Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. It's something that I know, like most kids, like if you're seven years old, you're not gonna uh, understand that. And I saw it, and I was just like, "Huh? Why? Why?" <laughs> like, I don't know. Thankfully, they they didn't do many of those references. I think it was just that that one. But still, it was it was just like, "What? Like, why would you? Like, I get it's a fantasy show too." <laughs> and there might be some adults watching this that pr- probably watch Game of Thrones, you know, but it, come on, guys. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think the humor always landed for me either, but oh, I, I appreciated just, that they tried. I just, I, I just, I want them to be kids being kids. Mm-hmm. And even so, here, here's one. I was just like, why? Why Why did the episode go this direction is when uh, they're in the boat and they finally get down the waterfall and it's it's c- c- calm, you know, and all that stuff. And they're like, oh, why is the like magical glow thing lighting up right now? And then it has the bird's eye view and you can see this like giant fish about to like mm-hmm. come up out of the water and there's this whole thing ensues that they get knocked out of the boat and the elf doesn't like water, but she mm-hmm. gets knocked so far that she goes to shore, but everyone else is still in the water and they lose bait, which is their, their little like pet dragon monster, which he's amazing. Yeah, um, he's very cute. He's like a big old toad. Yeah. 
but so then there's the the, the thing where Callum and Ezrin are in mm-hmm. the water acting like everything is fine and yeah. the elf is like oh my god look out behind you bait's about to get eaten and they're just sitting there like what what's happening <laughs> did, what did she say i like and yeah like i can understand like the oblivious thing if they hadn't noticed it already mm-hmm. but they just got knocked out of their boat by this giant fish monster that they all saw now they are in the water with that same fish monster that they know mm-hmm. is in there and is after them trying to eat them and they're just it's just like it just what why why is this even happening you know the monster is right behind you it's just (laughs) you know that being in water may be dangerous like there there are animals in there yeah but like i like that that joke totally would have landed if they were swimming or surfing or it was them on the boat by themselves and they hadn't noticed it yet right but the fact that they know it's there and we know they know it's there it's like this doesn't hit this is just frustrating because they t- the characters are not acting like they should be. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's like, ah, come on. <laughs> Anyways, enough about the comedy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. The c- cube. Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? I don't know. I like I like the use of the cube because it's just small enough that like I think I forgot about it for like an episode or two and then it pops mm-hmm. back up again. I'm like, oh, that's right. We don't know what the heck this cube is. We don't know like why this was a play thing for you. Why this was in like your family's vacation cabin. Yeah, I know. He like, doesn't mention that it was a play thing, but the elf is he... like, oh, it's she just dismisses it as a toy. No, I think he mentions like it, like oh, it was. I think it was in our old toy box when we were kids. Like, it just sort of wound up because no, maybe nobody knew what it was. They're like, uh, I don't know, it's a block that kids can play with. Kids have this block. When they don't know, it's like a magic cube. Yeah. So what, <laughs> yeah, I'm very what intrigued th- about that thing. What do you think it is? Because I have uh, a theory. I don't know. I... It reacts to elements when it gets near them like if you drop it in the water like the water element side of the cube like lights up and like the moon side of the cube starts to glow like the higher they climb the higher they get into the altitude towards the sky so like it's got this kind of living spirit to it where it reacts and it like powers up whatever spell you're trying to do okay i don't know exactly what all of that might add up to what do you think so i I I think it's kind of a magical compass. Mm, they nice. he has a primal stone with the like mm-hmm. storm stone or what he has one of the infinity the infi- <laughs> infinity stones, right? Yeah. I I'm wondering if that's what the show is going to end up being about, which mm-hmm. if is the case I kind of have a problem with that, but I I'm wondering if the cube lights up when it's kind of pointing in the direction of another one of the stones Ooh, nice it because it, it seems like there was a stone for each element and if you collect them all like because they mentioned like hey that like that that spell that you do where you can blow 
really hard. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, which is r- r- ridiculous. And their plan at one point was they had to b- blow the monster. Yeah. Uh, so um, take that how 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 you want to, um, but uh, the the this stone, I like they they mentioned that he c- couldn't do the spell normally unless he had some kind of wind or a breeze that was already there, and it, he mm-hmm. just utilizes that. But because he has this stone, he can use it any time, right? So. I'm wondering if there's more stones out there, which it sounded like there was, and if they're going to go collect all of the stones to defeat mm. the v- v- villains, whoever the main villain ends up really being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, you know, he's the, he's going to be the most powerful mage, and they're going to have a dragon on their side, and it's going to be Callum, the prince of dragons, not... Khaleesi, um, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm wondering if, if it's some kind of magical compass to be like, hey, here's water. Which direction is the, you know, water stone thing? Yeah, I like that idea. I think. That's I, I don't sort know of... if it holds up though. We'll see. I think that sort of hunt for magic objects is something we have seen over and over again in like young adult entertainment like this and i think this it show could do a adventure. lot more makes for easy adventure let's put it that and way. i i would be interested to see it because it would get us traveling like i really do want to see other mm-hmm. parts of this world yeah and es- so especially like- cuz they went with the same naming conventions for the episodes and i guess seasons it's not really a season it's a book it's a book yes and for avatar the last airbender when they said book one and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth it was referring to the elements that he had to learn and Mm -hmm. master right which is i I think uh avatar last airbender had three seasons three books three seasons if i'm not mistaken because uh, he he already knew air handing, oh, so he had right. yeah. water, yeah, I earth, think you're and fire. Right. So it was it was those three seasons. But this, if they go by the same convention, it sounds like there's going to be six seasons because mm-hmm. there's those six elements. Yeah, right. Um, which I I guess if they want to do six seasons, maybe to help sell that, they're like, well, what if we do shorter episodes? But mm-hmm. then I don't I, I what was this book called? Do you remember? I I, I don't remember. Oh no, at all. I don't unfortunately. So I it you know, it might be a, a, a thing where it skipped the primal stone for the sky or the the storm one is what he has, which I guess is the sky. Uh I think this book was had something to do with it was like moon something. But mm. I don't know. That sounds familiar. It might be Moon because of the yeah. ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. What they found with the ending of this sh- show. Uh, the whole, like, Moon Elf thing. Mm-hmm. Well, this, well, the elves that were the assassins, they're Moon Shadow elves. But then what, what was the name of the elf that they found at the 
and it's who they thought was the healer that then hatched the egg. Mm. Uh, I don't remember her exact name, but I know... Because she the... was some type of elf, too, but they live on think, the moon. I think... She, I don't know right? if they live on the moon, but I think Rayla did call her I'm some sort of a now. lunar mage. And I think the moon is the element for... Or, like, the kind of totem, like, the symbol it's their like source of power magic yeah and that's the branch of magic that can give you illusory powers so that's why that mage was able to create such powerful illusions that would like last for so long and hold up so strongly yeah so it it, it might not it might not even be that they're searching for the primal stones Mm -hmm. or that uh they need to you know master each element uh because the story, like the though the main character is kind of Callum, the story isn't really about him. Like he's no. just the in character, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. He's our like connection into this story of what is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, you know, it's not about him learning all of these styles of magic so that he can become the most powerful yeah. mage and defeat the evil. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's it it might just be that they. To, to really complete their mission, yeah, they might have to seek out other powerful mages that represent each other kind of source of magic to help them with something along the way. Um, whether it be to, yeah, like hatch the dragon mm-hmm. egg or maybe down the road it, it'll be to put some kind of curse on the enemies or Mm -hmm. to depower them somehow who knows um but it 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 might be something more like that if 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 it's if it's not about mastery of each thing (laughs) yeah collecting all of these stones um which is which would maybe work better because my idea that like oh he has to collect the stones i was like if that's what this show turns out to be (laughs) I kind of wouldn't, not the fact that it's like, okay, the, the Avengers have been d- 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 doing the <laughs> same thing, but the, just the fact that they say the their mission is to return the egg mm-hmm. and have that be the, like, once they retur- return this egg to the mm-hmm. elves, st- story's done, the war is o- over, we can all yeah. go home, right? So if it turns out to be, oh, it's not really about returning the egg. It's about g- g- going to find all of these things so they can defeat the bad guy who's stopping them from returning the thing. Like, that was like, okay, it's k- kind of a bait and switch. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I think... No pun intended. <laughs> I think the stones and the pursuit of the magic is just it's it's mechanical it's just a vehicle to keep like the story moving forward and the story uses magic but it's not about the magic it's about all the character interactions and it's about trying to bring this peace trying to like right the wrongs of the past or like reveal oh this thing you were upset about it wasn't what it looked like here let us help explain this to you and hopefully you won't feel the need to wage a war anymore (laughs) it's a lot about like learning and understanding yeah yeah um yeah i mean we'll we'll see how it it plays out if they get a Mm -hmm. second season and stuff like that or five more 
depending yeah. on what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, was I, I was about to ask you something else, but my mind totally went <laughs> blank. I, I you mentioned like oh the you know the show title of the show is the Dragon Prince, and I like how that's kind of got like some multiple levels to it. Like there's the it literal does. son of the you know the king dragon and then there's Ezrin who we learn can he, he doesn't just have a close bond to animals he can speak to animals so he's gonna learn so really mind melt with that dragon my first couple <laughs> thoughts was that mm-hmm. somehow prince Ezrin is not really blood related to the thing like somehow maybe mm. he's maybe he is a dragon because in a lot of dragon <laughs> mythology, they can shapeshift. And oh, so what mm. if, like, what if he is this baby dragon that is, like, under the spell to permanently be a human? <gasps> oh, he's a changeling? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not that, like, he can ch- change at will. There might be some kind of thing, like, because he's been separated so long, he's stuck as a yeah, human. Yeah, there's a difference under between some a... kind of curse, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's a difference between a shapeshifter and a changeling. <laughs> okay, I, I, that's beyond me because I'm not the fantasy is, expert. Yeah, a changeling is in sort of fairy mythology, like, um, and I understand this very loosely. The details of it I don't exactly know, but like a, a changeling is like a fairy child who has been given human form and just swapped out. And the fairies okay. have just run away with your actual human baby. But this okay. little fairy baby is going to grow up looking exactly like a regular human baby. Thinking but maybe the, human like too, their yeah. eyes will be a weird color or something like that. And they'll act weird their whole life. <laughs> yeah, they'll just have a quirk or two like that. So yeah, that would be a really fun wild twist if okay. Ezrin was a changeling. <laughs> yeah, so like that was my first thought. And then I was like, no, you know what? It's bait. It has to be bait. What if bait is a baby <laughs> dragon and oh. they just don't know it? Because yeah, it's, it's, it's like this ugly duckling of a dragon. It's like oh. a, ch- it's this like super adorable chubby baby. That would be amazing. But yeah, it's, I guess it's some like weird toad thing. Yeah, we didn't see any other creatures like, like Bait. It. Like, he was the only one of they, his animal race we got to see. They mention it when they're in the boat that he is mm-hmm. a something. I forget exactly what they L- say. They call him a glow toad. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, he's supposedly really delicious. But, like, <laughs> early on, I, I I was like, oh, well, maybe it's not Ez- Ezrin. Maybe he's, you know, he just has this pet and he doesn't realize that it's this... Like, mm. ugly duckling of a dragon. <laughs> um, but that, that tur- tur- turned out... It, it just hit me as we were talking, actually, before mm-hmm. you mentioned the title of the sh- of the show. But yeah, the dragon prince is kind of blatantly referring to the dragon that hatches. Like, he is... Yeah. Like, it, it's like... The elves worship this dragon as a king, so the one that hatches would be the dragon prince. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then... I, like, I like it was as we we were talking earlier on. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I guess he would be a prince, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a literal dragon prince. We have Ezrin, who is like 
uh, a prince who is so very closely connected to a who, oh, well, who we imagine may be very closely connected to a dragon as they grow up together. Yeah, as and then Khaleesi Callum... is the mother of of dragons, <laughs> as as Azrin is uh, the dragon prince. And it'd be neat to see if Ezrin eventually became so good at some sort of, like, maybe flame sort of magic that he could almost breathe fire I, like he was a dragon. <laughs> I don't think he's going to have any kind of fighting power. I, I, I think he's literally just going to be the mediator. He's going to be the one mm-hmm. that will know how to talk to the yeah, I don't... dragon and will just like, hey, here's what's happening. Here's what he says. What do you <laughs> say? Okay, well, he just said this thing. You gonna let him call you that? Really? Come on, <laughs> you know. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, and then another question I had, thinking about this royal family, yeah, is go for I'm it. very curious about. I think we got an appropriate amount of information about their mother. Like that seems like. Just the right amount for a season one of what could be a six-season series. I'm, I'm actually I'm... not very curious about their mom. I I am. I'm because I, mean, I I like that who's royal the baby family. daddy. That's what I want to know. <laughs> yes, and that was another thing I was wondering. Like, what is her background? Is she also? Is this a world where royalty tries to marry other forms of royalty? And if that's the case, if she was, you know, a it, royal member of another family or another kingdom somewhere. Maybe she was a political marriage. Yeah, well, it seemed like they really loved each other, but it might have been, like, oh, we married for love, but I was really only looking for people in my, you know, same status level. I was looking at other royals to marry, and I fell in love with you. Are So, like, if that's the L- case. Are royal looking for royal? <laughs> <laughs> the case is Callum's dad also on, on Craigslist <laughs> KLQ king looking for queen <laughs> is Callum's dad also a royal of some kind like does he have like multiple branches of some royal family like running through his blood like will he be called upon yeah. by some other kingdom does he have some sort of blood loyalty that lies to some group we haven't even met yet yeah yeah that, that could they, be fascinating because there, he does have that little bit of tension that he is he's only related the king in star wars we don't know <laughs> her parents either i mean <laughs> you never know no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> there's that tension that he has that he is only the king's stepson and he, he likes his father, his father likes him, but he knows, like, they are not just simple, like, father and son, when there's all of this heavy royal lineage and responsibility. He's like, I'm the king's stepson. I don't count for anything. I don't have that royal blood. Is he going to have the call of other royal blood that he might have to some other kingdom? Yeah. Or was, you know, his mom just... uh just a woman who rose up the ranks was she a civilian who just became a military hero that became high enough status for the king to be able to choose as a partner like i'm very curious about what kind of woman she was did they mention her in the arts for some reason i kind of feel like they mentioned her being involved in arts like she she was a painter or something oh i don't know 
which I don't could be why Callum does all the art stuff. Is, mm-hmm. is maybe I'm just making it up in my own mind. Because uh, they they talk be, about her why. so briefly. Yeah, because there's because the... her sister. Let's let's talk about this. Yeah. Uh, God, what is her her name? Do you remember her name? The general. I think it's like Amaya or something like General that. General Amaya, I believe that's correct. I was just on the uh, mm-hmm. IMDb and I. Where is the thing? Characters. Why did I go to that website? <laughs> um. General Amaya, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's her name. Correct, correct, correct. So she is the sister. She's the aunt. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, I, I guess this is usually kind of how it works in fiction, especially in like children's cartoons. That if there's multiple siblings, like one is the military one, one is the artsy one, <laughs> one is the sports one, one is the nerd <laughs> one, one is the you know. So yeah, I, every I could... family of five children is a breakfast club. Exactly. Uh, and, and and so that's why I'm kind of wondering if, like, okay, okay, if Amaya went the route of military, yeah. maybe she went the more scholarly route or the art mm-hmm. route or I something could see that. like that. Um, but General Amaya, let's talk about her. What did you think of her when when you first saw her? I well, first I thought aunt was like an honorary title. It wasn't yeah, until like, oh, they you're like part of the family, even though you're yeah, not. yeah, because like she doesn't like you look at her and the two boys, and like none of them really look anything like each other, yeah. unless you look very closely, and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that you know that features kind of the same shape. But so I thought it was like an honorary title, and I'm like, oh no, that's cool that she's like their actual blood aunt. That's fun. Yeah. I liked her a lot, and I'm very excited to see what she can do. Like, she's got such a commanding presence, and, like, I know we have yet to learn about all of her history, all of her stories that have made her, like, as posing a commander as she is. I'm yeah. very excited about her. Yeah. She's, she's the strong military leader that is mm-hmm. very loyal to the royal yes. family. She, uh, it's kind of like um i forget the name what are they called what are they called in black panther the like royal guard yes yes um i'm spacing out on their name there but they have a name for that like special royal guard that's yeah i have like a handful of thrown I have like a handful of syllables, and I don't know if I'm combining them correctly. It's like the Dora Milaje or yes, something. Yes, that is like right. That. The Dora Milaje, um, and it's kind. Of, it. I mean, she is not the quote-unquote royal guard. She is the general in the military, mm-hmm. <laughs> but she has this loyalty to the royal family rather than the throne. Mm. So she like it's it's both 
like her duty and that blood loyalty mm-hmm. too. So she's doing her job of chasing down the prince, mm-hmm. uh, and she like she often appears to us as this obstacle, as not necessarily a villain or a bad guy, but as mm-hmm. a, pr- a-, a-, a as an antagonist. Right. Yeah, but she is also. Go ahead. She's definitely like a force to be reckoned with. Like, exactly. And like our protagonists know, like they can't. She's such like an immovable object that they're like, we can't explain this thing to her. Like, we aren't going. We know she loves us, but we're not going to get her on our side. We have to kind of evade her for right now to finish what we need to get done. Well, she's she, she's so they know her as the the good soldier. She's yes. following orders, but so much so that they just don't think she would understand. Yeah. Like, no, we actually have the dragon egg and we mm-hmm. if we return it the war is over. Like you don't have to do that, you know. And she's, you know, she's like, "Well, my orders are going to be this," you know. So mm-hmm. they know that it's not gonna really work out the way they Mm -hmm. want it to um but she also reminded me of the like zuko character right she is the one that's focused on this one goal i need to bring back the princes Mm -hmm. because they're in danger they're my family like Mm -hmm. this is my mission and i'm gonna stop at nothing to complete my mission but at the same time they're like they're family and they love each other so you know it's like if she can only understand you know 100 percent that she will be on their side like she will do anything it takes to help them out and so i'm like i know it's not going to happen for a while but i like i know there will be a moment down the road where she is the turncoat right where she Mm. she changes sides and it's like we're just like yes finally like she's so good we we love her um Mm -hmm. and yeah and i i I think that's that's going to be a fantastic moment once that actually Mm -hmm. happens um but we we haven't even mentioned it yet which i i think is fantastic i mean i guess we did at the start of the the (laughs) show but General Amaya is deaf. Yes. Uh, and she speaks entirely in American Sign Language, uh, well, which, <laughs> when I mentioned it at the top of the show, surprised you. Um, well, I only in that I could tell, like, oh, that is real sign language, but I can't, like, I knew, oh, they're not just waving their hands around and making a show of it. That is real sign language, but I don't... It's, read or speak or understand american sign language neither so do i the, the only thing i was confused about is well i don't know if it's american this could be another form of sign language yeah, like i can't tell i just know it is a real form of sign language this is an american made <laughs> show so <laughs> you know um but yeah like I, i've there are i i guess i don't really have any concrete examples so I could be wrong, but I feel like if there are characters out there who use sign language, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times I feel like that they don't take the time to actually animate them actually saying 
what mm. you know what they're saying but they just have their own made up language it's like hey when i do the you know you know okay. that, that means something else right mm-hmm. you know it, it's it's our special code word for this but no they like um like i i don't speak americans i, mm-hmm. I guess I, I i i don't know how, how to sign or yeah. do american sign language or understand it um i so to me i didn't even recognize as like oh it's sign language but i don't know if it's a real sign language or not <laughs> and so i i googled it i was like is like is she, is she actually signing and yeah sure enough they're like yes it is american sign language okay. you know if if this is a show that you are watching and you two are deaf and you know american sign language you will know what she is saying yeah uh, and which I, is fantastic I, and i like that there were a lot of there were a handful of points where what she was saying was not interpreted to the audience and apparently they did that on purpose yeah, I thought that was really neat. Like, I have not yet gone and, like, looked it up to find out what it was. But I, I like that touch. Yeah. Um, so I, I I remember the the two times that stand out to me when it's mm-hmm. not translated. There's one when she's at the grave of the king. Uh, and, you know, she's, t- t- she's like, saying her prayer and mm-hmm. paying yeah. her respects which apparently she's saying something along the lines of like i i will look after your kids i mm-hmm. will keep them safe like this is my duty you know like like you can rely on me that type of thing is what she's saying and then there's another time when she turns to her inter- her interpreter, uh, mm-hmm. Commander Gren, I believe was his name. Yeah. Um, and she says something to him when she kind of dictates that he's going to be the one in charge of g- yeah. going after finding the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, it's it, from what I understood, because that was the thing that I looked up. Like, what is like? Is she actually signing? What is she mm-hmm. saying? And it's something, uh, again, I don't know exactly, and apparently sign language, you can have multiple interpretations of the, mm-hmm. the thing. It's not an, an exact word-for-word thing, mm-hmm. but it was along the lines of, hey, I trust you with my life. Like, you are Aww. my savior. I, like, <laughs> I like you can get this d- d- done. I have faith in, in mm-hmm. you, um, <laughs> which is kind of telling of their relationship because he's kind of a he's kind of a a klutz (laughs) Uh, he's this like bumbling interpreter and when he's caught he's like hey i'll i'll have some food too you can feed me (laughs) yes okay very good (laughs) i loved him because it takes it's like two episodes before he says anything on his own that is not interpreting for her and i didn't know at first like oh, is this somebody who is going to grow and become, like, a more fully realized character, or is he just her interpreter? And, you know, she's the leader of a military company. Does she have, I mean, I assume for practicality purposes, she probably has a lot of people in the company that can interpret for her, but is he just, like, the person she has picked right now? And the next time we see her, she might have a different person in the company that's her, like, lead interpreter who's the next person at her side, but I I did enjoy, okay, he's getting more of his own character, 
And I'm glad to hear that you looked that up, and it does seem like they do have a very special relationship yeah. to each other. He Supposedly, was uh, Commander... Again, I just forgot her name. Amaya? Is that, mm-hmm. is that right? Um, yes. Apparently, she was not originally deaf when they were first writing the show. And then, yeah, and then one of the writers was just like, what if we make her deaf? And then they did a whole bunch of research and talked to a bunch of people and stuff like that and put it in. And I think she's a fan favorite. Yeah. Like, I loved her. I, I... I'm inter- interested to see where her story goes and where she fits in mm-hmm. in all of this. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came up, uh, I, I did just on the brief Google search that I l- looked up, people were wondering if she was mute as well. Um, yeah, that's true. Like, we don't get a demonstration of that. We don't necessarily, because there is times when she has her back turned... Uh, mm-hmm. and so we, we know she's, comp- we, we, well, the, the thing that I saw, it was a Reddit thread and they were wondering if she was, uh, in fact, it, it was like, is she deaf? Is she mute? Is she deaf and, and mute? You know, mm-hmm. is, is she all of that stuff? And there was like, there's a time when she has her back turned to Viren, uh, and the interpreter has to so- sign for mm-hmm. her. So it's like, okay, mm-hmm. so she's at least deaf. Yeah. But we know she can read lips as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when she was also being like, hey, I want Commander Gren to be the one in charge of the op to, to, to go get uh, mm-hmm. the, the prince's back, she would then be without her interpreter. So mm-hmm. it's it's a she can at least survive enough you know get by enough i I mean Mm -hmm. she's well known enough that if her back is turned they know that Mm -hmm. she she won't hear her but it was like it was was one of those things there was other instances where she's kind of reacting to sound in Mm -hmm. stuff so maybe she's only hard of hearing and she's not completely deaf you know Mm -hmm. there was some debate there um yeah i i like how there's dimension to this that we are going to get to learn about. And I also like, there's also kind of a question of, uh, was she born with this? Did she acquire this perhaps from some sort of illness or that like really damaged her systems? Is this battle damage? Like was she too close to an explosion? She also has a scar over her face and you could get a scar from all kinds of things. Like, oh, maybe that's the same thing. Maybe that's a shrapnel scar and she can't hear anymore because of, you know, explosion are very loud. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That that, that could be be it. Who knows? Yeah. I I think she was a fantastic character. Yeah. We've been talking for a little while, uh, but there's one more major character. We haven't really touched on Rayla very much. I liked Rayla a lot. What do you think of her? I like her. I like that she's so expertly trained to be an assassin, which was surprising, first of all. Like, you told me about the basic pitch for the show, and then I looked it up on my Netflix, and it says, like, two princes and an assassin. I'm like, hold on, there's an assassin in this kid's show? This just got dark real fast. (laughs) I like that she has all the training, and she understands what it is for. 
and mm-hmm. the role that this mission plays to her culture. And she wants to do right by her culture, but it's not within her. And she feels kind of bad about that. And I like yeah, that she once has... Yeah, she knows ed- the truth, it's like, well, yes. the mission now means nothing. Mm-hmm. The yeah. better mission would be to get the egg back. Mm-hmm. And she is everything she needs to be so ferocious but she's really sweet and she's really easygoing and she's a little snarky but she's on the whole very good natured and i like that i like that she's not like a violent person she's not aggressive she doesn't have a temper she just has been trained to be able to do that but that's not her natural state yeah yeah very true i i liked her a lot Uh, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that, I, I I think there's a lot more about her that we don't know. Yes. Um, and, and, and and just because we don't know, I mean, we've seen a lot of the, like, human culture, but we haven't seen Mm -hmm. much of the elf culture Oh, and that was, yeah, and that was another thing I wanted to say that, uh, like, the ending felt kind of curtailed to me. Like, the events that happened in the last episode felt like they needed maybe, like, five or ten more minutes of breathing room. Because when that uh, elf maid shows up, this is the first elf that Rayla has seen and who knows how long. They, I don't know how long they've been yeah. journeying. Maybe in, like, two weeks or something. And she's not like, oh, another elf, another person of my kind. Like, she doesn't have that kind of strong... They don't react to each other like yeah. that. And I kind of felt like that was missing and we've seen so many examples of humans being aggressive towards elves that I was like, and except for the, you know, the assassin group. Oh, this is the first other elf we're going to meet. How is this person going to react to the humans? Mm-hmm. Not in any particular way. <laughs> like she treated the other elf she has seen and all the humans the same, yeah. which is nice, which is the goal. But I would have liked if somebody like said that, like made a point of that and they like they kind of spent just like a tiny bit more time exploring that yeah that that would have been nice uh shout out to uh sinha meika or mm. sinha meika i believe is how you pronounce it in the chat they were saying good evening um hi so yeah hi uh let's see we mentioned some of the characters we've been talking for a while last thing i kind of want to talk about is the ending is Mm -hmm. the what what do you feel like the end the end like how did that leave you what was the taste left in your mouth with that i think i was expecting something a bit more climactic and action-packed just based on how many other stories like this that i have seen that have led to a place like that But I guess what this actual story has been leading to is they're going to, if not physically track down the kids, the people that are after them are going to know where they are and know how to get to them. Yeah. And the dragon is going to hatch. Like, that's really the things they've been leading towards. And they they got there. So that's good. And that was satisfying. I think I was just expecting something a little bigger, a little twistier. But I did, like... There were some very visual, impactful moments in that finale. Like, I love that, like, arc of light, like, stretching from one mountain to the other as mm-hmm. Claudia casts that locating spell. 
and what Viren does, I don't totally understand what has happened, but the fact that he has that elf man trapped yeah. in a coin, that's very sinister. And it I think sounds that like is... he's done stuff like that before? Yeah, that is, I think, all the sinisterness you need. Like, just that. Like, oh, that's that one thing. It comes right at the end, but I think that's so well done. Like, yep, he's By the scary way, enough. I that's didn't good. mention this earlier on, but Viren reminds me a lot of Littlefinger from Game of Th- of Thrones. He's the advisor who's kind I mean, of manipulating everyone he, to He do also has a long coat and a short beard. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep. Um <laughs> Yeah, so the the ending for me kind of left a bad t- taste in my mouth, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It was just very an- anti-climactic of like, oh, that was it. Like mm-hmm. that was the end. Like I I don't know again. Like I, I felt with uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah. Yeah, we knew the end goal, but we knew that there was multiple stops along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we need to get to this spot so that we can learn uh, this style of bending. And so, yeah, when like season one ends, when they get to that spot and they learn that style of bending, that makes sense. It's like, okay, you mm-hmm. ac- you accomplished like goal number one. You know. Yes. That's season number one to me with this it feels like it, it felt like they just k- k- kind of fell into it on accident of mm-hmm. like oh we're searching out this healer because the the egg kind of got hurt we don't really know what's up with it this is a mm-hmm. detour from what we're supposed to be doing so let's go see this yeah. healer oh wait you're not actually a healer wait what you can hatch the egg <laughs> okay i guess we'll go with that uh, mm, yeah and that's it and yeah like, oh, oh okay uh <laughs> not what i was hoping for mm-hmm. and I, I don't know it, it's 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 just a weird spot to end on i felt like and there's there's lots of good things to say about avatar and i think one of the things that did the best was that each season was structured very well like it knew where to sort of hit all those different dramatic arc points. Yeah. And I feel like this was structured a lot more loosely to where I felt like I should be seeing things that I was not seeing yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, like, it's... A, I, I think the simplest way to put it, yeah, is that Avatar had that, like, goal-oriented seasons. Mm-hmm. Um Whereas this, we have the end goal, but we don't have yeah. the smaller goals. That's like, yeah, what can we do in between there to achieve our our mm-hmm. our end goal? And I, 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 again, getting back to my kind of theory, the Infinity mm-hmm. Stone theory, like if they mm-hmm. had mentioned and made that a more prominent thing, where it's like, hey, we need to collect these stones to be able to even like get back to the elf kingdom uh you know that would make sense where it's like okay Mm -hmm. maybe we collected two of them in season one or maybe you know something like that Mm -hmm. um or just 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 some smaller goal hey we need to complete this thing so that we can get back there and complete our end goal yeah they're plan has just been keep going until we get there yep (laughs) and they they have traveled a distance the egg is still safe it is in fact now a living dragon which was not in their plan originally but it seems like now it will be helpful to them i 
I think the yeah, I think the only goal that was closed out was Rayla has that bond bracelet off of her wrist. Yeah, which I mean, that could have been season one. So like, how mm-hmm. how can you make some kind of conflict with that? I mean, they 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 do. It's slowly tightening to yeah. know that, but maybe like I I was hoping for some kind of confrontation with Claudia. Like, have Claudia mm-hmm. be. Uh, like the season finale villain, like there yeah. she's chasing him down, or or uh, Commander or G- G- General Amaya, right? Mm-hmm. There's a big fight with Ama- Amaya, and in that fight, maybe that's when the the band comes off. Who knows, you know? Um, but yeah, it was just a very anticlimactic ending. No real confrontation there. Mm-hmm. It was and just I a wonder... serendipity. Dipitous. Well, gee, thanks. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep going this way now. And I, I also <laughs> wonder, since nine is such kind of an odd number of episodes to have in a season, if there was something more, more planned, yeah. if there was a, a episode 10 to kind of put a stronger cap on the end of it, and due to various time or budget concerns, it wasn't able to pull together all that well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We should talk about the art really fast fast again i know we've been talking for a while uh so we can (laughs) keep it short one thing i do want to say before the art though Mm -hmm. i don't know about you but i felt this show was also very slow to get started like yeah i i I felt like it took the first three episodes for us to figure out what was actually happening and what was going Mm -hmm. on avatar the last airbender if i'm not mistaken took two the first like two episodes need to be watched mm-hmm. like that's the that will tell you everything you need to know mm-hmm. about you know what is happening this was the first three which isn't all that much t- time it's shorter than the than a movie it's like an hour long to watch mm-hmm. all three e- episodes but it's in an in a season that's only nine episodes, that's the first third mm-hmm. of the show. And the first third, we don't even know what the plot is, what the end goal is. Like, I, I just, I felt like, yeah, there should have been more, or they should have started with, like, an animated movie. And, like, have that be the thing that starts off the plot for the show. Uh, which is what, like, Star Wars, the clone wars (laughs) did they started with an animated movie um and that's basically what set everything up and then they went from there Mm -hmm. anyways i think that could have been better as well that was a Mm -hmm. little disappointing (laughs) what did you think about the art though let's talk about that real fast i like the art it does have that kind of slightly odd like cell shaded look to it where they're like they have the design of 2d characters but they like move like a 3d character does but i loved all the designs i the settings were beautiful i like the variety of different characters that we got to mm-hmm. see and i like the effects that were used for the magic like in the last episode there's like the swirling storm cloud because a dragon has to be hatched in the eye of a storm. I thought yeah. those looked really cool. Yeah. 
it's 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 this mix of like computer animation and like 2D mm-hmm. lines to make it look like a 2D animated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, which we did an episode on the Netflix original movies of Godzilla, which is also mm-hmm. like an anime animated type of thing, and it's also CGI. Um, but it also has a look that it's like, well, it looks kind of like regular anime, but I think when you look at these two shows next to each other, the Godzilla stuff leans a lot more heavily on the CGI stuff, whereas this, the Dragon Prince, uh, honey, that Godzilla is the king of monsters, and this is the (laughs) Dragon Prince. Anyways, um, the Dragon Prince seemed to, like, not rely as heavily on the CGI as this did, and it had a lot more of the, like, thick 2D line work. Yeah. Um, Which, I don't know, like, a lot of times it struck me as odd. Mm -hmm. And I I, I don't think it worked the way I was hoping it would work. And I I think with, with the way tvs are now we're getting into like 4k and mm-hmm. uh for streaming like we're, right now we're only streaming at 30 f- frames a second usually we're dipping below that like our stream is not fantastic but a lot of video gamers are all about like we want 60 frames a second because that looks mm-hmm. super smooth and watching this show I felt like the frame rate was kind of choppy, which for a computer animated show that is rendered, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, and like it's finalized, it's not streaming. Like, I feel like it would have been smoother. Yeah, I think. I don't know. It it (laughs) threw me for for a loop. I think between this and like the Godzilla show from a couple weeks ago, we are in this newer age of animation that is still, like, kind of getting up on its feet. Still learning how to use all the technological benefits of the computers with, like, the old 2D animation visual style and have it's, everything it's a run very smoothly. Yeah. Because they, they, they can make Pixar-styled stuff. They can make <laughs> all sorts of different animation-style stuff. Mm-hmm. Even a lot of anime today is digitally drawn and Mm -hmm. animated on the computer so it is this computer animation right but it's it's just 2d it's the like hey we want it in 3d but we're gonna stylize it with these like this these outlines and these this line work to make it look like a comic Mm -hmm. book or to make it look like what you know as anime Mm -hmm. right it's like the the Telltale g- game uh, studio, which yeah. s- sadly enough, as of recording this, it was like yesterday or the day before. T- t- Telltale j- j- like j- just shut d- 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 down, but they were the ones that made all like the Walking Dead story games, and they made some Batman stuff and some Game of Thrones stuff. But it was very very much this. Hey, it's like a three D video game animation thing but Mm -hmm. we're stylizing it to make it look like a comic book so it Mm -hmm. has these kind of 
heavy lines on it and stuff like that and it just i don't know it looks strange mm-hmm. we're all learning we're all adjusting yeah we'll get there one day mm-hmm. uh that that's c- kind of all i have to say on the art and story and stuff like that yeah i think we, it's we've... good i i i think a lot of people yeah i think a lot of people will thoroughly enjoy this Mm -hmm. i think there's a good number of people that might not like it as much you know there's Mm -hmm. enough of it that's like i don't i don't know if that's the right choice um that i i i i think it might not be people's favorites but it was so short though that it's just like i yeah i'm like I, I I think it's hard to judge it because mm-hmm. it was so short of just like well shouldn't there be more I want more what is season two gonna do maybe that'll open the door how many seasons will there be I don't know yeah. you know um so we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see what happens maybe it'll be a never ending show and it's just forever mm-hmm. they're they're constantly j- j- journeying you know <laughs> who knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, I I, I think it kind of goes without saying what shows you should check out um, <laughs> if you liked this show. Obviously, Avatar: mm-hmm. The Last Airbender. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's some more out there, but that's like real strong. Like you, if if you liked this, just just go watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, go, in yeah. fact, go rewatch it because we know most of you have already <laughs> seen it before. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, shame on you. Okay. <laughs> oh, your time will come. I didn't watch Avatar until a couple years ago, which was later than most of the people that I had known had watched it. But I feel like but you I chose it at the stuff. right time for me. Now is my time to watch Avatar. You, you, it was never you, before, but it is now. You repented. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you saw the error of your ways. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, let's move on to pitches for what we'll do for this next week. Yes. It is your turn to pitch. Mm-hmm. And you're doing some Halloween-themed stuff. Yes. This week's pitches are all about witches. There you go. I've pitches got for the ver- witches. Yep. I've got a variety of things. I've got a comic book series. I've got a live action movie. And I've got a Japanese animated movie. Interesting. So pitch number one is volume one of the comic series, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Very timely. Um, yeah. Because the Netflix show uh, is actually going to be based off of that book. So mm-hmm. uh, sure. I, well, that's, I, I guess, one of the inspirations I shouldn't say based off of. But yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I have heard And that was things. a really cool looking trailer and i remember watching sabrina when i was a kid and i'm interested to see the what is this new comic adaptation that takes it more into the horror and less than the fun fantasy sci-fi like sitcom afterlife with archie i have not actually read an archie like this would be the beginning uh so i've i'm not an archie reader either the first archie book i ever picked up was afterlife with Archie and I highly recommend that book it is phenomenal um okay and it is yeah it's like what if the zombie apocalypse comes to Riverdale Mm. um and it it, most of the like Archie crossover stuff is pretty cheesy 
which is why they're kind of fun and why p- mm-hmm. p- people. Archie meets the Predator. Archie meets <laughs> the Punisher. Archie meets Barack Obama. You know, like it's it's <laughs> it's weird, silly stuff like that. It's like, why is he doing that? You know, um, but this is not r- really a crossover. It's just like here's an Archie book in the zombie up apocalypse and it's fantastic mm-hmm. and it is so good and the artwork is amazing um oh, nice. and i really really like every season of riverdale that comes out i always want them to do a halloween special where it's just like this episode is not in canon it is mm-hmm. our halloween special and it's just a zombie apocalypse uh-huh. uh like episode and then yeah the, the next one it just it just it goes back to normal you know um, who knows? But you, you want you were pitching the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Yes, which is uh, like the sister book in of that. Twenty sixteen. This volume is the first five issues, and it is described as on the eve of her sixteenth birthday. The young sorceress Sabrina Spellman finds herself at a crossroads, having to choose between an unearthly destiny and her mortal boyfriend Harvey. But a foe from her family's past has arrived in Greendale, Madam Satan, and she has her Madam own Satan. deadly agenda. Yeah, I've <laughs> yeah, I've, how... I've heard fantastic things about this mm-hmm. book. Um, so that's exciting. What do you got for pitch number two? Pitch number two is a movie from 1998 starring Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman called Practical Magic. Never this heard of it. Is, uh, this was something I just saw for the first time like last year, and it's it's a neat film. They play these two sisters who come from a family of witches, and there is this long family curse that if you fall in love with somebody, mm-hmm. that person will die. Oh they might wonderful. live they might live for a decade, you who knows, they might die next week, but they will die. And one of the one of the sisters gets involved in a bad relationship and they have to take that guy out and then he rises from the dead so they have to combine all their witchly powers they have to get every other woman in the town who thinks these witch sisters are weirdos and they don't want anything to do with mm-hmm. them but they're like no our magic needs to pull on as many people as possible to help take the evil forces that have brought this guy back from the grave send him back into the grave it's it's a fun movie it's a bit of a chick flick with a supernatural edge to it and it's filmed in this kind of languid dreamy style it's a visually really interesting movie i watched it last halloween and i thought it was fun who did you say starred in it uh this is nicole kidman and sandra bullock okay yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. And pitch number three is a classic. We've been doing a lot of like new animation lately mm-hmm. on the show. This is, in fact, the first anime I ever saw when I was like six or seven years old. And I told you the theme is witches, so I bet you know that it's Kiki's Delivery Service. Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. Directed by Hao Miyazaki. This is from 1989. It's actually a little older than I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's about a a young witch who has reached the age of witchdom, the age where she can be independent, and she goes off 
she moved to a new town and she's going to find what makes her special and she's flying around trying all these different tasks and she learns that what she is best at is just flying and she starts a little broomstick delivery service with her talking cat that's fantastic <laughs> miyazaki is great mm-hmm uh okay so those are the three pitches um that we might do for this next week we have chilling adventures of sabrina uh you're gonna have to remind me the second the name of the second one it's called practical magic practical magic <laughs> uh and number three is kiki's delivery service mm -hmm. uh hmm I feel like I feel like we've done a lot of like TV and movie stuff, so I think I might go with the comic and do yeah. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Awesome! I'm very excited to especially, find out what this thing is, especially with the Netflix show coming up mm -hmm. soon. I I kind of want to read that book and be educated on yeah. all of that. Um, yeah, it's 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 neat. It's 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 a sister book of the afterlife with Ar 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 Archie. It takes place in the same universe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm -hmm. So, cool. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, this will be a fun one. And this is on Comixology Unlimited. Perfect. Uh, so if you, if you guys have access to Comixology Unlimited, uh, it'll be on there for free. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you're already pay paying for a subscription if you have that, so it's not technically free, but, you know. Um, volume one, if you're looking to go buy it, shouldn't be more than like 10 or $15. Yeah, um, I think it's on like Comixology for like $8, something oh, cool. like that. It's five yeah, issues, so it's not a super one. long one. Mm -hmm. Cool, sweet. Uh, sounds good. That is what we'll do for next week. That's what we will be chatting about, talking about. Uh, so go read that on your own time and join us next week. That would be fantastic. We do this show live every Sunday afternoon at, uh, well, noon Eastern t time, uh, if you're in the U.S. Um, and yeah, we hope to see you guys there. If you c cannot make the live stream, this goes up as a podcast and on YouTube the following week. Uh, so you guys can always catch it late too. That's not a big deal. If you guys liked this show or any of the other shows that we do here at the Whatnots, looks like something just fell in the background. You looked at me like, yeah, my oh, pen oh, oh, just rolled happened. off the desk. Yeah. It's not. It's it is perfectly safe. It is a pen, but I'm just like, oh dang, background noise. No, <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> if you liked this train wreck of a show or <laughs> any of the other train wrecks uh, that we. <laughs> produce here at the whatnots you guys can support us on patreon for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash the whatnots uh, and you guys can get access to our episodes early uh, which is also super fantastic to get you can listen to them before anyone else and i think there's a few other things on there as well uh, but the more support we get the bigger and better shows we can do uh, we can make all sorts of cool new stuff get new equipment and make everything run a lot smoother uh but yeah i believe that is it this has been episode 26 of the review show we will see you guys next week adios bye <laughs>